Well, the author, the author, oh, wait a minute. Everything's turned on. Thank you for everyone for being flexible today. You've made adjustments. So, the author Larry McMurtry died on Friday. McMurtry wrote some of the classic novels of the last quarter of the 20th century The Last Picture Show, uh, Terms of Endearment, and of course, Lonesome Dove. Uh, the last one was turned into a TV movie with Robert Duvall and Tommy Lee Jones, who played retired Texas Rangers Gus McRae and Woodrow F. Call. And they and their companions go on one last adventure by driving a herd of cattle from South Texas all the way to Montana. And they made a movie of it. It is one of those movies that if I come across it on TV, uh, there goes the rest of my day. I'm there for Lonesome Dove. Uh, it is a great story with a cast of memorable characters, of course, McCray and, and Call. Uh, then there's Scout Dietz and the old hand P.I., the local prostitute Lorena, Jake the Gambler, the bandit known as Blue Duck, and Clara, Gus's lost love. And that's just a few of the characters who crisscross the West experiencing uh, danger, loss, and sometimes death. It's an epic story. And today we close, we come close to concluding the epic story of Jesus of Nazareth. And yes, the story of Jesus is epic. What's more epic than the kingdom of God? Now, I don't know about you, but I find Palm Sunday to be an unsettling day in the church's calendar. At the beginning of our celebration, uh, Jesus enters Jerusalem in triumph. People spread their cloaks on the ground. Others spread out leafy branches on the road that they had cut in the fields. People in front of him and behind him shout out, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And by the end, by the end of our celebration, we are told how most of Jesus' disciples deserted him. The crowds rejected him. The governor handed him over to be crucified. The Roman soldiers tortured him. The religious leaders of Jerusalem mocked him. Even the criminals, even the criminals who, with whom he was crucified, taunted him. And above all, it seems that God abandoned him too. When Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The only saving graces and the only people who behave decently are the, the women who followed Jesus from Galilee and looked on from a distance, and Joseph of Arimathea who rescued Jesus' body from the usual fate of those who were crucified, of being devoured by vultures and dogs. Joseph removed it from the cross and placed it in a tomb. And if it were to end there, the story would be a story of epic disaster. For those who lived through it, what consolation would there have been at Jesus' death? How are they to make sense of it all? You know, Pilate, the religious leaders, the crowds, and those who followed Jesus did not know that this wasn't the end of the story. For them, Jesus was just dead. None of them knew, none of them knew that God would salvage something out of the wreck. But we know, we know and that is what makes Palm Sunday so ambiguous and unsettling. On Palm Sunday, we stop before we get to the end of the story. 
Now, I've said before that the Gospel according to Mark was written in response to a crisis, the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, the temple that Jesus visited after he entered Jerusalem. Now, that temple was destroyed in 70 AD, and Mark was written to help the early church recognize that they would be afraid and encourage them to not run away, to be courageous. It was written to help them cope with a crisis. Now, I have the pleasure of serving as a facilitator of a, for a program the Diocese of Texas calls Curate Cohort. Uh, Curate Cohort is part of the formation of curates like Brian, Father Brian, and it involves meeting at Camp Allen to learn what it means to be a priest. And as part of that program, we bring in some of the best clergy in the diocese and some of the best educators in the Episcopal Church to share their knowledge and experience with the curates. And last month, or actually earlier this month, that curate cohort, the topics included distinguishing the difference between trauma and crisis, or crisis and trauma, and how to build trauma resilience. We learned that trauma occurs when we do not have the resources to cope with a crisis. Our resources to cope with a crisis are overwhelmed, and that results in trauma. Uh, one of the presenters, Dr. Marlon Johnson from the Seminary of the Southwest in Austin, he said that leaders help the communities they lead metabolize stress and crisis by building a narrative around the crisis that the community has experienced. And a narrative is simply a story with a, with a, with a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's a story, that's a narrative. And whoever wrote the gospel according to Mark was helping their community cope with the crisis of the destruction of the temple by providing them the story of Jesus of Nazareth. They were helping that community become resilient to trauma. They were helping it metabolize the stress. And Dr. Johnson in his presentation, he said that resiliency doesn't move in fear, resiliency moves in hope. Resiliency doesn't move in fear, it moves in hope. Now, when it comes to this pandemic, one day we will tell a story about it. One that has a beginning, a middle, and an ending. Yeah, this thing we have experienced over the last year, this thing we continue to experience, is not a rite of passage, but it resembles a rite of passage in some ways. You know, rites of passage include a moment of letting go of what was and then a period of transition that is difficult to classify, and then lastly, the process of reintegrating back into life. That's a, that's a rite of passage. And over the last year, we have let go of a lot of things. We have let go of events, activities, we've let go of our usual routines, we've been forced to let go of some of the people we love. And right now, we are in that period of transition that is difficult to classify. We don't know how it all ends and so we're not yet able to wholly reintegrate what we have experienced over the last year but there will be a time for that as i said earlier we have the advantage of knowing how the story about jesus of nazareth ends we know that god will salvage something something great out of the wreckage and still today we stopped before we got to the end of the story there will come there will be a time for that, there will be a time to tell that ending of the story of Jesus of Nazareth. But until then, on this day and for the rest of this week, we rest in the unsettling 
ambiguous and unclassifiable space between death and resurrection as we rest in this strange space between the beginning of a pandemic and its end. And so in this uneasy space, let us move not in fear, but in hope, believing that there is an ending we will one day be able to write, an ending that we will one day be able to tell. Amen.